0: Welcome to the How to Win at Life podcast. My name is Toby Strong, and I'm going to give you maximum value in the shortest possible time to help you win at life. Here we go. I meet some really interesting people through my entrepreneurs' organization. And even though it's more business focused, we actually spend a lot of time talking about all the experiments that we run in our personal lives to be the best version of ourselves and how we encourage our family to do the same. Often I'm fortunate enough to be talking to someone who has older kids than my son, Lewis, who's seven, so I get to ask a lot of questions about what's worked well and what hasn't worked well from a parenting perspective. And from this, sometimes I get a lot of great ideas about things to introduce to Lewis as he gets older, but a lot of the time these concepts may not be relevant until he's 10, 15, or in some cases, 20 years old. So I went ahead and created a document which has headers, which are 5 years plus, 10 years plus, 15 years plus, etc. And I've kept a record of all these little golden nuggets, which I refer back to as Lewis gets older. And I thought it might be interesting to share some of them here. So some of them I'll just read as they are and others I'll explain a little bit more if I need to. First up is something that we're putting into place right now, which is a token system for Lewis to be able to use devices like an iPad to watch YouTube kids or his Nintendo Switch. And here's my notes. So introduce a token system, start with seven tokens per week, and each token represents a 30 minute block of time. Now he can use one or two of these to have a half an hour or an hour of device time. He can also earn more tokens for doing things like 30 minutes of reading or playing an instrument, whatever we're trying to encourage him to do. The note also says that he can hand in leftover tokens at the end of the week for cash, but I don't think we're going to do that right now. Maybe we'll introduce that when he's a little bit older. At the moment, we just have times of the day that he's allowed to use his devices, like he's not allowed to use it before lunchtime on the weekend, and he is allowed to use it in the afternoon which is fine and it's at least putting some limit on device time. But the reason I like the idea of moving across to this token system is because it teaches him to self-regulate. It's an introduction to discipline and the consequences of using all of his tokens too quickly. I think this is a great first step towards teaching Lewis how to manage his personal finances, which obviously comes much later, but this is just laying the foundation for it probably the next step in a few years, which is an idea I actually heard from the same person, is to give Lewis an allowance, and a decent allowance, but as a part of that, he's responsible for buying all of his own clothes and even buying presents for his friend's birthday parties. I absolutely love this idea because it's teaching independent thinking and responsibility much earlier than most kids experience it. Two other quick notes in the five years plus section are, the single biggest gift I can give to Lewis is my time and create a hand signal for Lewis to bring his heart rate down. So this will be to remind him to slow his breathing down, which we'll use when he freaks out occasionally or throws a temper tantrum or is scared about something. A few notes in the 10 years plus section are help Lewis pull toys apart and put them back together to teach inquisitiveness and resourcefulness. Ask what did you fail at this week? To teach him that it's okay to fail and it's not the end of the world. I take him to a halfway house or a soup kitchen to see the effects of drugs. Overreact when Lewis does good things like holding the door open for someone to positively reinforce this type of behavior. And most important, this one's in bold, teach Lewis to negotiate. An example of this is to ask for 10% off at the shops and even big supermarkets. And there are two reasons for this. First, to make him more comfortable with uncomfortable situations. And the second is to show that the world is malleable. And what I mean by malleable is that the world isn't as rigid as most people think it is. And it can actually be quite flexible. This can be interpreted many different ways. But I guess the best way I can describe it is that the world is governed by systems and processes. But ultimately, humans are the decision makers and enforcers of these systems and processes. And when it comes to humans, everything is negotiable. So it means all of those systems and processes can be bent to your will if you convince the right people, as in the decision makers. Probably the most basic example I can share of this is buying something at the supermarket, like I mentioned before. Now, most people think that at the supermarket, the price is the price and it's not negotiable. But if you get to the checkout and you notice that one of your products has a dent in the packaging, you can ask for a 10 or 20% discount on that product. Now, the checkout person probably isn't going to have the authority to say yes, so they'll probably need to call their manager over. But the manager, being the decision maker, will have the authority to say yes to this. Now, most people wouldn't bother with the embarrassment of going through all of this to save 50 cents or a few dollars, but what's most important is the lesson that kids take away from this, which is that the world isn't as rigid as it appears. And the bonus lesson is that when you get a nasty manager who says no, thank them for their time, walk away, and don't take it personally. It's okay to push the boundaries and have people say no, and it's not nearly as awkward or as uncomfortable as most people make it out to be in their head. Hearing no and not being personally insulted by it is an incredibly important life lesson to teach our kids. A few notes in the 15 years plus section are When Lewis wants some expensive, don't say we can't afford it. Ask how can we afford it to get that problem-solving thinking going. At school, kids are conditioned to fit in to avoid failure. But in the real world, fitting in often leads to failure. In a crowded marketplace, sometimes it's best not to fit in. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right, which is a Henry Ford quote. When you're stepping outside your comfort zone, I've got your back. Everyone and everything is trying to addict you. Avoid addiction. So that's drugs, food, news, social media, the list goes on. A few notes in the 20 years plus section are knowledge is the compound interest of curiosity, which is a James Clear quote. And if you don't do wild things when you're young, you have nothing to smile about when you're old. And a few notes that are more career specific. One of them is a Chinese system of life which is age zero to 20, study and learn. Age 20 to 30, follow somebody. So find a good boss and learn from them. 30 to 40, become an entrepreneur. 40 to 50, just do what you're good at. Don't deviate. 50 to 60, let the young ones take over, work for them, invest in them. 60 onwards, just enjoy. And while in that 20 to 30 age bracket, think about what I want to be my boss and am I drawn to that? Because when you're young, that's potentially what you're working towards and it's good to have that awareness around whether that's actually something that appeals to you in a particular industry. And then finally, there are three levels of earning. One, you trade your time for money, which is a salary job. Two, you trade your output for money, which includes advisory, consultancy, entrepreneurship. And three, you passively earn, which includes investing, equity ownership, advisory. And we should aim to increase the percentage of our earnings from options two and three as we get older. Now, just to be clear, what that percentage breakdown looks like is going to be different for everyone. So option one, selling our time for money may sound bad on paper, but it actually enables a lot of people to switch off at the end of the day and live a normal, relatively stress-free life. While earning 100% from the passive bucket might sound appealing to a lot of people, but for me, this would just be boring and miserable because I actually get a lot of fulfillment from the work that I do. And so each of these options has pros and cons. It just depends on what we're trying to achieve out of life. I think most of the population my age or older were only presented one path to follow, which was go to school, then go to university, then get a job. But these days, YouTube stars earn more than doctors and lawyers do. So the main point of this type of career advice is just to increase the awareness of our kids growing up. There are many different options and many different factors to consider these days.